Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built Podcast, and I have Katrina Foe with me today. Hi, Katrina. How are you? Hi. Great, Jamie. Great to be here. I'm glad you're here. Um, so I'm going to share with the audience a little bit about you because you have such an interesting story that we're going to talk about today. So Katrina Foe, she knows that when we look at health, we should be looking at the body as a whole. A second generation Pilates instructor, NCPT certified and owner of personalized Pilates in Scottsdale, Arizona. Katrina was trained by Lolita San Miguel before her teaching alongside her has her anatomy teacher. She has run her Pilates studio from another state for over 10 years, so awesome, and over the last 20 years, trained over 1,000 Pilates instructors worldwide with her innovative online Pilates teacher training program. While online, her Pilates teacher training program is structured very intentionally so that students leave with a profound understanding and deep skills without being overwhelmed. And she has an upcoming book, Nutritional Pilates, and that's set for release in early 2023. After addressing her own cancer 100% naturally, Katrina knew she had to expand her way of looking at the body as a whole. She became, a board, she became board certified in holistic nutrition and trained to read functional labs. Now a certified metabolic approach to cancer practitioner, Katrina is faculty at Restorative Wellness Solutions, where they address the root cause of why cancer was allowed to proliferate, how to put cancer into remission, and to work to educate clients on how to keep it there so they don't have to live in fear of reoccurrence. Katrina, thank you for coming on the show today. Absolutely, Jamie. It's my pleasure. You have such a, I mean, a, a a fun story, but I, 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 that's too light of a word. Um, <laughs> I think that you have a story that has a lot of trials and tribulations and that um, could resonate with quite a lot of people. We've all been had cancer in some form in our families or friends or someone that we know or someone that has touched us in our lives that has had cancer. And so I would love to hear your story about how, first off, how you became a Pilates instructor and how you created this online program taught over a thousand people this program. I, okay, has a note, um, Pilates like terminology just goes right over my head. I'm a yoga person. I did Pilates <laughs> one time and then I did a Pilates yoga class combined like somewhere in the Caribbean. And I'm like, um, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> so I have so much, um, you know, respect for what you do, but I don't know a lot of the terms, um, but otherwise. So how did, share a little bit of how you started the studio. Yeah. So I was in college and I was going to go into physical therapy, loved movement. I wanted uh, to help people with kind of the rehab aspect. And I had a lot of back pain myself. Um, and they kept saying, oh, it's because of your scoliosis. It's because of your scoliosis. They would do some modalities on it and it didn't really ever go away. And 
concurrently, I um, was a dance major and the, we were being introduced to Pilates and my Pilates instructor was like, oh, here, you know, look at this. And my left arch of my left foot was completely collapsed. My right one was nice and lifted. And she's like, I think this is causing your pelvis to twist. And I mentioned this, to the PTs and they're like, oh yeah, that's probably what's causing your scoliosis. <laughs> Hello. And so then I realized, um, okay, there's actually a piece of equipment in Pilates to help lift your arches so that your arches and your feet can be restored. And that did, it shifted my pelvis, my back pain disappeared and it hasn't come back through all my subsequent, you know, pregnancies and life. And I realized I don't want to deal with the insurance industry and the limitations because in the PT world, they had to look at what was injured. They weren't trained to look at the whole body and see it all connected. And the really cool part was at the time I was, a uh, waitressing and my right wrist was really bothering me. A lot of tendonitis within six months of addressing my left ankle, my right wrist stopped bothering me. I mean, that's as far from the one end to the other as you can get. And, and so the idea that the whole body is connected really resonated with me from the beginning. And so I went through Pilates teacher training instead of PT and I, I've never looked back. Love it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it changed your life and it does. It everything is attached and connected together, but unfortunately mm -hmm. our um, healthcare system doesn't always look at it that way. They're really great. If like you break your arm and you need to go yes. get your arm set. Fantastic. But if you're like, for some reason, my foot has an issue in my hand, I think they're connected. They're like, um, yeah, I'm a, the doctor here. And I'll tell you how this works. Exactly. No, I have to say, um, I, worked with a chiropractor of the Nuka method. I still do to this day. She realigned my Atlas bone in my spinal cord. And I had all this right knee pain. And she's like, yeah, because one foot is one inch higher. Your right hip is pulling down a degree and your right shoulder is pulling down a degree. So that's, what's causing the right knee pain. And I had stopped running because of it for years. And as soon as I started working with her, it took a few months to realign it, but it changed my, it was the whole body looking at the whole body. Exactly. Just one piece. Yeah. So I totally hear you there. So exactly. you're like, I'm sold on Pilates. Uh -huh. Amazing. Okay. What happened next? Yeah. So then I uh, graduated by, had been teaching for a while, worked at, you know, helping some programs in different um, gyms. I had my own clients that I worked out of my house. I had this little apartment people would like you know, have to put in the code to get into. It's ridiculous. And I was invited to become a teacher trainer. And so I got the shove in business. I was like, no, I don't want to open a studio. And it was like, yes, you are. So um, at age 24, I opened my uh, Pilates studio and we have grown um, and enlarged and, um, you know, had 25 different instructors and such. So it's been, it's been a really quite the journey. Yeah, for sure. Right. And helping so many people along the way that yes. wouldn't have gotten help previous to that. Okay. Yeah, so that's you're our focus. Business. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you moved to Idaho in the process. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of random. Like, Hey, you know what? This is going really, was it going, was the, was the studio going really well at that time? The studio was going great. Um, we had a lot of people going through our teacher training program in person. And our biggest problem was we could not ever coordinate all of our staff and our, our 
you know, apprentices and everything at one time. So we started doing recorded stuff. And this was back in like 2010 when, you know, nothing really in the Pilates world was online, except, you know, you had your Mari Windsor videos. Um, but we started doing that. And I realized like, oh, I, I can, I can do this like from wherever. And so my husband who was managing the studio took a step back and we, we worked on trying to systematize things and shore it up so that we could run the studio remotely. And we did six months trial and we're like, hell yeah, where do we want to go now? <laughs> we wanted to get out of the city and just have more acreage and have some farm animals. And we had our family, it was growing at that point. And so we said, we had heard about Idaho. We went up and checked it out and we're like, yeah, Idaho is pretty cool. So yeah, it is a gorgeous, but how fun is that to create a business and be like, yeah, we're just going to go and, you know, do whatever. And it works, right? It's 20 It years. totally worked. Yeah. Yeah. Know. We've been running it for 10 years, even through COVID, which was a little bit of a nightmare because, you know, all the shutdowns, especially in Phoenix were huge for, were considered a gym, um, which was a, a nightmare because we're not a gym, but um, yeah, it's been going great. And we have, you know, all sorts of technology that we can do, you know, with phones and internet and stuff to connect with clients and schedule them. We actually found it was more effective when my husband was there in person, all our sweet older ladies would want to talk to him all the time. And so he got nothing done, but when he took himself physically out and they would call him or he would call them, it's a very different dynamic. And he actually got the productivity went through the roof. So it actually was better that way. Sure. What do you feel like was the biggest obstacle was the first 10 years before you moved to Idaho? What was the biggest obstacle for you? <laughs> COVID. <laughs> yeah. Right. COVID COVID. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely sure. COVID. We lost a lot of instructors. People didn't want to keep working, you know, when they're getting subsidies and all sorts of things. Um, and that's been the biggest thing. Definitely. We actually yeah. have a big problem right now where we're trying to get more instructors, and because we have too many clients for the instructors that we have and, and everything. It's, it's a, a weird problem. Right. And it's like another day in business, right? So uh -huh. we're like, Oh, everything I'll run my own show and I'll get to choose my hours and everything's going to be great. And we romanticize entrepreneurship. And um, yes, there are some beautiful parts to it, but you know, as well as I do, like there were some points where I'm like, I didn't want to answer my phone in my warehouse. Cause I knew it's like someone needed something. There was a client issue. Of course I would always answer it, but there were times <laughs> where like, you know, like what, what is it today? And so you've got to change your mindset of, um, of more optimistic kind of place. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, you're running the business. It's going great. You're like, let's see if we can do this remotely. Then you try it for six months, you go to Idaho and then what's next? Well, I, um, had, had some more babies and I was nursing, um, baby number five and I found, had mastitis and I'm like, Oh, no big deal. I'll do my thing. And, you know, there was about a golf ball size lump and it didn't go away when the mastitis went away. And I'm like, huh? So <laughs> it, it ended up that it was breast cancer. Um, I, I knew I didn't want what standard of care was offering. So I, immediately looked to some of the alternative stuff. We'd already been on some journeys with food as medicine and seen amazing results. So that for me felt safer. So I, I know that scares people sometimes, but I went down to Mexico and this is so funny because that's what everyone was talking about at the time was like, oh, you should do Kirsten and, you know, raw juicing and all this stuff. 
Well, I kept asking questions because I'm, I'm a question asker. And by the third day, the program director sat me down. He's like, okay, Katrina, you need to just trust in the process. Um, or you need to leave. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, <laughs> stop asking oh questions. I'm sorry. This is cancer. Why would I just trust in the process if you can't answer my questions? So yeah, I got kicked out of the cancer clinic. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Was this the one in Mexico? Like an all natural one? Oh my God. That's so awesome. Which I'm actually really grateful for because what I know now is like juicing is a disaster for my body metabolically. I, that was driving my, my cancer further. And I'm super glad that I got kicked out of there, but it was just, it just sounds funny. I got kicked out of the cancer clinic. I think that's Um, so great. Okay. I have a question about that because cancer feeds on sugar. Yeah. And doesn't there a bunch of sugar in juice? Yes. It's all sugar. It's like, yes, there's nutrients in it, but it's a massive sugar bomb and they're doing it on their empty stomachs, which is like the worst case ever. And they're taking all the good fiber that feeds your microbiome out, which is like, ah, don't waste the good stuff. So, right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then I found a functional, um, doctor who was using all the functional lab testing and I had never done any of that. And I was shocked. There was a lot of stuff that I thought I was, you know, taking care of because, you know, I'd read this and I did this weird thing and I took the supplement, but I'd never tested anything. And so once I started seeing that we started shifting things and, um, well, then everything went sideways and I got pregnant, which is a whole separate story. And, um, but by about a month before I had the baby, the tumor was gone, which is pretty crazy. So, um, I was like, I need to go back to school and figure out what just happened to me. And I really went, went to school function for, you know, for myself, you know, selfishly. And then I couldn't not help people because it was so powerful and it's such a, it needs to be out there that there's really strategic ways of working on cancer and addressing these root cause drivers that people aren't talking about. You know, people think alternative cancer and they're like, oh yeah, have some broccoli sprouts and do an enema. I'm like, no, like it's not just one size fits all. Yes, (laughs) exactly. So could we go down that route and talk about that a little bit is what are, okay. What do you think was the root cause for you? Could you, would you be okay sharing that? Absolutely. Yeah. So Dr. Nisha Winters, who I'm certified with has identified 10 major drivers. And usually there's like five for, you know, any given person. Um, for me, like I mentioned before the metabolic thing, um, you know, I was insulin resistant, no idea because when you're insulin resistant, you feel really good. Um, that was a big driver. I had, um, hormonal imbalances after my, my baby, um, that had not really been resolved. My thyroid was in the toilet. Uh, my vitamin D levels were in the toilet. Um, I had some genetic issues with detoxing and all that, you know, a lot of it, I just didn't know what I didn't know, but the, the thing that was like the match on the fire, um, was that when we moved, um, when I, sorry, I moved about a few months after my son's birth and everything about eight months later, um, I, my cancer developed and what happened was we moved into a house with black mold and people are not talking about this, but it is carcinogenic. And for those that don't detox well, see, um, it was a disaster. We pulled it out ourselves. We didn't know what we were doing. And yeah, I don't do well with that. I'm the canary. So- <laughs> okay. Do you remember the movie? 
what was the movie? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> this is showing my age. And they had yeah. the canary and they took it with them. And I asked mm-hmm. my mom, mom, what are they going to do with the bird? That's such a cute little bird. She's like, well, it's going to die. <laughs> it's going to die. Because yeah. it's an indication that the air quality is poor, right? It's exactly. Not the miners used to take canaries down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So for me, I'm the one that, that shows that there's an issue with the mold. You know, my husband's great at detoxifying. I've looked at his genetics. He's just good. Um, and he didn't have a problem with it, but I did. Yeah, certainly. Okay. So then do you have to take stronger mess, um, measures to detox your system then and help the system along? Yeah, it's always on my radar. So the beautiful thing with looking at the functional testing is that not only do you get to see like what caused the cancer, because that's the million dollar question, right? Mm -hmm. What, what made this happen? But then now I know going forward, what I need to keep my eye on going forward for the rest of my life. And what areas are my, my weak spots, if you will. So for me, I need to watch my blood sugar. I need, you know, carbs are not my friend. Um, I do a, a ketogenic diet most of the time, not, not hundred percent religious. Um, I do a lot of extra detoxing things because I've just learned that I kind of suck at it. Like I mentioned, so coffee enemas are one of my favorite things. I do a lot of saunas and I, I just kind of, I don't do them as aggressively as I did before, but I still do them regularly. Okay. Yeah. I've heard about the coffee enemas like over and over. Um, which I think is really interesting. I personally haven't done any of them, but I heard they're amazing. Okay. Here's the thing. This is what no one talks about. So yes, they're really great for detoxing, but they stimulate your parasympathetic vagal nerve Mm -hmm. so that it actually will put you in this kind of calm, which almost everybody that has cancer is kind of sympathetically stuck in that go, 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 you know, and that's me. Um, and going and doing a coffee enema puts me in this like instant Zen, like if I start to get anxious or overwhelmed, I'm like, okay, mom's going to do an enema. I'll be back later. You hear that everyone? If you're feeling stressed out, go do a coffee enema. Um, Cause your vagus nerve is what that's attached to your tongue. Isn't it? It goes all the way up. It goes right from your, your, it comes right out of your skull and it winds down vagus, like vagrant. It winds through your face and down through your gut. And it's what stimulates, um, and, you know, make sure that you get innervation to your digestive system and everything. So yes, with the a coffee enema, you're getting the very end of it. Um, you can also do things like really intense humming and gargling um, to get it when it's up in the neck. Um, I, I'm a multitasker, which I'm going to guess your people are too, because <laughs> you're in business. Yes. You got to do everything at one time. So like I can go and lay down and I'm getting, you know, my detox, I'm getting some parasympathetic. Oh, and I can still do some work while I'm sitting there. And, um, I actually did most of my training studying while I was doing coffee enemas. Note to self, everyone. She washed her hands. Yes. Um, oh yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so I heard singing too can activate the vagus mm-hmm. nerve. Mm-hmm. And here's another weird fun fact. I was a pre-med bio major for a while and then I, I loved- went to the ER and then worked there and I fainted at the side of blood. It was a joke. The text would bring me in and be like, Hey, Jamie, look at this. And then I would faint. And I'm like, you guys suck. <laughs> so I switched to business major. But I remember one of them telling me if someone would come, cause I worked in the ER and they said in the ER people, if they came in and they can't stop their hiccups, that if you stimulate the vagus nerve, not 
up here in your neck singing, but the other end, it will stop the hiccups. I'm going to have to try that. So if you can't stop hiccups, just do a coffee and fingers. <laughs> Wash your hands. Yeah, that's perfect. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. Yeah, like, it's a good know. one. Yep. That's where we start anyway. So, okay. So then what you do now is do you, do people come to you in terms of if they've had cancer, or is this something that you work at? Talk to me a little bit about that. What does this look like now for you? Yeah. Yeah. I work with clients that have cancer. Um, most of the clients that come to me are people that want to work outside the box. I can work with standard of care, like concurrently, but usually they're like, I don't want that. Um, or I have a lot of clients that come to me after they've done standard of care. I did surgery, but I don't want chemo. Can you help me? You know, that kind of thing. Um, or they've, they've just started to learn, like there is more to it than what the standard of care had to offer, you know, so they don't want it to come back. Um, so I have an online program. All my, most of my clients are remote and I have a, a really, I'm really excited about my new retreat that we're doing because we're going to do all the functional labs and we're going to have a week in Scottsdale at a beautiful mansion where we're going to go over all that stuff, cooking classes for every meal. You know, we're going to talk about all the different, you know, how this works, you know, while sitting poolside with keto mocktails, getting a non-toxic pedicure, you know, because there's a huge learning curve. And so the best way to implement it is to actually be immersed. And that's what this is all about. And you can have fun doing that too. That's so great. So you're going to have them do all tests in advance. The tests are going to come to you and show them how to read it. There's so much value in that. I know when I was really sick, I didn't know what was going on. And I had, I did an HTMA test on myself, cut some hair in the back of my neck and mm -hmm. I sent it to a lab in Texas and found out I had blown adrenals uh, and my thyroid was in the tank, but that's genetic. Almost everyone in my family has that, even the men in the family, which is a little bit more rare, like TSH 68 baby right here. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Um, so you get to go, they get to learn how to read them because there's one thing it's like, I think that's so fascinating because you're taking responsibility for your health. That's it. Exactly. And that's what I want people to feel empowered. This is not a scary, I have to give all my power to somebody else that I don't even necessarily know what their, their philosophy is. I want to keep my own power. I want to ask the questions. I want to understand it because it's not just about like checking the box of I'm in remission. It's I want to know what to do for the rest of my life of how it's going to be beneficial to me. And it's, it's not a one size fits all, you know, what does that look like in terms of what do I need to implement for lifestyle and diet? And, you know, where are the boundaries and how do I create that and discern that? Yeah, for sure. Um, and two, I think doctors do their best, but they have a lot of patience, depending on what healthcare system you use, right? Mm -hmm. And I always say, this is a joke, um, and I love my physicians because I've worked with several of you and um, naturopaths, is what do you call a medical student that gets straight C's? <laughs> I don't know. A doctor. <laughs> right? So do your own research. Don't trust someone else to be in charge of it. Take responsibility and learn how. So, okay. So question with this is that, say someone has cancer in their family and they're concerned and they're proactive about their health. Could they come to this retreat in April and sip keto mocktails and get a non-toxic mani-pedi? Um, Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I, the best time to address cancer is before you get it. 
you know, so looking at all these same things, you can use it as a preventative thing. The problem with that as a business model, because we're talking to business people, I can talk about this, is that prevention isn't sexy. Prevention is not something that people are usually willing to shell out a bunch of money for and take time off of work to do that kind of work. Um, now I'll tell you, my sister, you know, we have, we have really bad Alzheimer's in our family and her and I both have shelled out the money and work functionally to, to make sure that that's not going to happen. But again, not everyone's like my sister and I, where we, we get that. Um, and we see that in our family quite as strongly. Yeah. Everyone's different, but I think this will speak to the people who do want to do preventative care and who do this want is to be it. proactive, who want to live a long life. I mean, I want to be living a life where I'm teaching yoga classes in the Caribbean and I'm like 90 and people are like, isn't she cute? She teaches classes for, you know, she goes the whole hour. You know what I mean? I want to be that person. And so uh, health, it's about prioritizing your health and having that as a main priority in your life, because it's not just for you. It's also for your loved ones around you. It is. It is. I, it's so hard because, you know, when people, when we do business, you know, we set our goals and we're very intentional and then we work backwards, how to get to the goals. We don't do that with our health. I love what you just said, because that I want to be this when I'm 90 and then working back, what do I need to do? That's exactly how we should look at health. Um, the same way we set goals normally. And it, it just isn't the way people look at it. It's like a passive let them, you know, do what needs to be done to me. And I don't have any say in it. And we've given up that, you know, voice. Yeah. It's time to get our voice back. Absolutely. And we can do it and have fun at the same time. It doesn't have to be a scary thing. No, it doesn't. I mean, you can make it scary if that's like fun for you. I mean, sometimes people no. like that, um, but that's not it's good for them. sales. If people are doing hard sales, that's what it's good for. You know, you work on the fear and stuff, oh. but, but in terms of having, you know, the experience, I created this retreat because this is what I would have loved. This is what I would have, in, you know, instead of having to like find everything myself on my own, like it's all here together and, oh, let's have some fun too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Let's talk about some, uh, your, there's lots of ways for people to find you and also things that you have available. You have, tell us about your, your book. Yeah, I have a book called nutritional Pilates coming out. So I'm kind of combining the different worlds that I've, you know, learned about and giving you the paradigm for like how to look at this stuff preventatively, like you're talking about, because that's, that's a huge passion of mine. So, you know, whether it's Alzheimer's or cancer or, you know, heart disease, diabetes, all of those are going to be rooted in a lot of the same things. And then when you're talking about cancer, the other drivers are going to be mentioned as well. Um, so things like mold and fun stuff. Yeah. Mold is nasty stuff. I had a family member, they didn't know it, but they lived in a brownstone and the top floor there was mold in a shower and it, it went down the whole stem of the whole townhouse. So every floor in each bathroom had mold behind the wall and, um, messy and a lot of sickness and didn't know why they were brain fog and they didn't feel good, but it was awful. And they had tried to paint over it. So they knew it. They, the previous owner said, no net anyway. It's a thing. Yeah. It's the thing. It's expensive to remove properly. And you can't even, it is very expensive. All the upholstery, everything has to be, um, cleansed or removed. Yeah. 
And I think the worst part is that in kind of the general medical world, they don't acknowledge it as a problem. And so people feel a little crazy in terms of like, am I going to spend all this money to fix my home and all this stuff? Um, they're saying it doesn't exist, you know, and that can, can do the mental game big time. Yeah. That's so that's, that's a whole other show to talk about. Yeah. That's for another day. Um, but I wanted to offer your, your people, if they would like a free hard copy, not an ebook, um, when it comes out, just go ahead onto nutritionalpilates.com and it'll have a little pop-up that you can fill out so that we know where to send it to. Awesome. Thank you so much. Put that in the show notes. Yeah. Also talk to us a little bit about the Pilates teacher training. Yes. I'm super excited about this. We have flipped the whole traditional system on its head and we are going to be doing the whole thing virtual, which is really exciting. Um, and that is going to have reformer and all the mat and everything in it. Um, it's pilatesfreedom.com, but you can actually find really all the information at the nutritional Pilates site as well. The information about the retreat is on there as well. There's tabs for everything at the top. Awesome. I love this. Great. So someone's listening. They're like, I've always wanted to become a Pilates teacher. This could be your chance. You can do it all online. You don't need to go to Scottsdale. You don't need to go to Idaho. Nope. You can do it in your own home. I love that. Exactly. Any, Any parting words that you'd like to share with the audience today, Katrina? No, I'm just so excited because as a business owner, I get really excited talking to other business owners. And I think what you were mentioning there earlier about taking, making sure that you take care of your health so that you end up where you want, not only financially, but you know, you've created the whole life, all the different aspects so that you're healthy and can enjoy the money, right? Enjoy the business that you've created. It's a really key thing. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being a survivor and also sharing what you've learned with others, I think is a really important piece. So thank you for doing that. And also thank you everyone for listening today. I appreciate you and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income.